You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. I know What's it. up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 83. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, and the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Guys, this is the first time we've recorded this. I promise that I have not lied to you. <laughs> no lies I don't believe that. No. Nah. <laughs> You wouldn't believe it, Sean. Thank you to everyone joining us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN and you will find us on there as well as twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. The topic of the show this week, guys, is the news from the Resident Evil Showcase event. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. The first item on the PXN News of the Week is Oculus Airlink is a a new feature, I guess you could call it, uh, or program on your PC that will allow you to your uh, Oculus Quest 2 to stream PC VR games wirelessly. Uh, so this is a very, very cool new feature. Obviously, the Oculus Quest 2 currently, uh, it plays wirelessly because you download games onto the headset and play on the headset itself. But uh, you can also connect via the um, the link cable to your PC as well. But this actually gives us another option. So you can essentially stream your games from your PC to your Quest 2. Uh, without having to hook up any cables, which I think is very interesting. Um, and actually, it has held me back from playing some games because I'm like, oh, I don't feel like hooking up all these cables and everything and you know, being tied down like that. So this is very interesting for me. Like, I'm definitely thinking like now maybe I'll, I'll pick up uh, Half-Life Alex and, and check this feature out when it kind of comes out in uh, full force because it's kind of being tested right now. It's just like a, a beta feature right now. But uh, yeah, I, th- I thought this was very cool. Sean, I know you have a, a quest too as well. Is, is this something that's exciting for you? Obviously, you don't you, you don't have a, a super high powerful PC or anything, but uh, I don't know if this is something that might interest you. The only thing that interests me is the exact game that you said, because other than that, I don't I don't know what experiences I'm missing out on via VR that I can't necessarily get on with my Quest 2 at all. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I I just mentioned on the pre-show about the Star Wars pinball getting a release date today of April 29th, uh, which is something I'm really looking forward to, and that is a Quest, uh, something that's going to be on the Quest 2. A new game called Swarm came out, uh, I think it was last week. Um, I haven't bought it yet, but it's actually something that looks really interesting. I'm very happy so far with all the experiences that I've had, and I don't feel like anything that's on uh, base Oculus, or I guess you could say Vive, that I'm missing out on. Hmm. The only thing that I could say that you're missing out on is honestly the PSVR exclusives at this point, because besides Half-Link Alex, I, personally for me, I can't name too many exclusives that I'm missing out on that haven't already made their transition to Quest 2. Uh, Roro, does this kind of sway you at all to think about getting a Quest 2, or is, is this any kind of factor in that? Or, um, Not more than I already was. I was already pretty interested to, to pick one up eventually, um, because I feel like the Oculus in general, Quest, Quest 2, the whole line of them, is uh, pretty uh, accessible. Uh, pretty good way to jump into VR, especially for myself being this would be my first foray into it. Um, so I, 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 I've, I've been interested. This is obviously also great news. It hasn't pushed me any further to like drop the money on it yet, but I do think it is a, a great feature that uh, getting more options. Yeah, absolutely. And less wires. That's always a good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I agree. Uh, less wires is always a good thing, which is kind of what surprised me about the uh, next iteration of PSVR because they're still doing the cable thing. But I Yeah, I know. After having the Quest 2 on top of having a PSVR, it is really hard to not have that mobility. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they 
what's that grid thing called uh that they oh, have you sign into play space i can't think of yeah name. yeah uh but it's really hard to like think of myself like not having that much freedom mm -hmm. anymore to do anything in vr because really the only psvr game that i feel like i ever missed out on is iron man psvr um other than that i pretty much had all the essentials Fair. But the controller does look dope. I will say that the yeah. the hand controls look good. Yeah, it does for sure. Um, guys, speaking of Sony, Sony has uh, announced this week that they are in fact not shutting down the PS3 and Vita stores. Uh, and this comes after fans had uh, pretty vocally said that they didn't want this to happen. Uh, a lot of people still play like Vita games, for instance, like. Uh, I know there's a lot of like vocal mi minority people that uh, they don't necessarily are they're not in the biggest numbers or anything, but they they kind of speak out about it a lot. And that's great news, obviously, in terms of like keeping games from that generation alive. Um, and I think that this I put this in here as well, because I feel like this kind of speaks to a, a even greater thing that I feel like fans need to continue to speak out in terms of cat compatibility because Microsoft is doing such a good job with compatibility with Xbox right now that I feel like the PlayStation fans are not speaking out enough on that and saying, hey, we want this because uh, Sony has repeatedly said in the past that they weren't going to do it. But if you continuously keep saying you want this feature and if there's tons of people asking for it, they have to eventually do it. Otherwise they're going to, they're going to start making people upset because they're not listening to them. Um, so I feel like for this to happen, I think that people need to like say, Hey, let's speak out about backwards compatibility and make them force them into doing something about it instead of just saying, well, no, we're not going to do anything. So uh, Roro, do you think that this will force Sony's hand at all, or do you think that this will um, make them think harder about like backwards compatibility, for instance? Or um, what do you think about that? Um, if I I don't know if it'll make them uh, start thinking about backwards compa compatibility more. I feel like uh, the people that spoke out were upset that something was being taken away that was already there. True. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that this was reversed, especially for the Vita, because I feel like I, I know that games are still coming out on that. It doesn't happen often, but I know like indie games like to celebrate, hey, we're coming on the Vita too. And I know the people that are playing there are excited for a Vita game to come. Um, but I, I hope it does. <laughs> I would love more backwards compatibility options on the PlayStation, because I do think Xbox is doing such a, a great job. But I, I feel like uh, even on the Xbox side, you can correct me if I'm wrong. They, I don't know if they they even if Xbox players asked for it. I think like Xbox gave it to them, and they were lucky to get it. But PlayStation players haven't asked for it really that much. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they're ever going to. Um, but I, I hope they do because I, I would love more options on on the PlayStation. But I, I don't see them changing because of because of this now. Yeah, I think it was before uh, when they announced that Xbox One and PS4 generation weren't going to have backwards compatibility. I think that was the initial thing of people like uh, speaking out about it, but it wasn't like a huge thing. It was just people like, man, that sucks that there's no backwards compatibility. And then Phil Spencer, when he took over, kind of made it a big deal for like one of his big pillar points or whatever of turning around the Xbox brand. And that was kind of the first thing uh, on his list or whatever. Um, so you're, you are right in that there wasn't like huge amounts of people saying we want backwards compatibility back, but uh, yeah, he just wanted to play voodoo events. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, he did. Uh, yes. Uh, Sean, do you have any thoughts on this or uh <laughs> I guess I'm surprised about the PS3 interest that they're saying. I think it just has to do with the ecosystem of both PS3 and Vita being connectable um, and intertwined more or less. Because, yes, Vita still, even though mine's boxed, boxed up, so is my PS3, I do know that Vita still has like a pretty loyal audience for that stuff. It's still one of the highest attached rated consoles of all time. Or I guess I should say handheld. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of go back and forth on 
backwards compatibility, mostly because I'm in that mindset that I, I save my old systems. Um, I don't sell them, so if I want to hook them up again, I, I can. Like, I still have my old Nintendo. Um, granted, it's hard to find a TV that will yeah. still uh, play that stuff, but I, I have that ability to play it if I ever want to. But it's not something that I ever tell myself, hey, I'm going to go play this. If a game gets remastered or redone, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go again. But, like, I can't think of games that, like, I'm telling myself, like, it's this year's old, I have to play this, like every year type thing mm-hmm. uh, it just is not something that's in the mindset like the Mar- uh, mario all-stars 3d all-stars came out last year did everyone play every single game from start to finish mm-hmm. <laughs> probably not you probably <laughs> dipped into sunshine to see what it looked like went to 64 and then we're like oh galaxy's still pretty fun <laughs> and that's kind of where everybody was at like it's it's cool to have don't get me wrong and it's great for cr- game preservation but uh, I, I'd be very curious to ever see the numbers if Xbox would ever release them as far as what amount of gamers are actually going back to the, the catalog from those days. Because mm-hmm. I, I truly don't know. I mean, I, I think they're doing a great thing, but I also don't blame Sony for trying to move forward as well. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when we talked about the Xbox One X and or Xbox Series X and S and PS5 when they were starting to launch how their competing ideologies not one of them's technically wrong but we just seeing two companies go in two different paths i mean i guess it, the only thing that i'll say is at least it differentiates the two mm, yeah yeah and i i think the other thing that like you don't ever really see people talking about is that you get these backwards compatibility experiences now on game pass and x cloud or xbox game streaming is what they call it but so people that may not have even had an xbox console before can experience some of these games that came out on previous consoles because of the cloud now which is uh kind of another layer on it so i don't know very very interesting but uh guys the playstation 5 has been announced as the fastest selling console in history in both uh, unit sales and in dollar sales in the u.s uh so this is very like this is impressive just in the sheer fact that we're the whole pandemic and the shortages and all of that like you can't even get a ps5 right now and everyone like attributed that to shortages and and issues with manufacturing and all of that but this just shows like the demand that games has right now like the PS5 is the fastest selling console within the first, what, we're six months in or something like that. Uh, that's very impressive for something that, you know, is out of stock right now. You can't get it. Uh, does this surprise you at all, Roro, that this is coming in as the fastest selling console? A little because of what you uh, just said with all the uh, the shortages and people just not being able to get their hands on it. But at the same time, every time it is available, they're gone in seconds. So it is a, it's kind of 50-50 on how I feel about it. But uh, I am surprised because of how the, the pandemic kind of shaped the, uh, the industry with delays and, like I said, shortages and stuff like that. But yeah, the PS5 is pretty hot. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> of course, I, I get this dog to stop squeaking while my mic's off and then I turn it on and he starts squeaking. Sean, him. <laughs> yeah. Sean, uh, do, do, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I guess I'm more in the realm of you, Roro, as far as surprise, because not just from the stock itself, but like, I don't know, when you think of new console and stuff like that, you think of new gleam of what it's going to offer comparison to the other things. And to be honest with you, they only have at this point still one exclusive. Demon Souls. Yeah. Yeah, That's it. And that's obviously like a very niche game uh, for people to enjoy. So surprising that like people are still clamoring to get this when really the only next thing we have on our, uh, that comes out, I think it's next week is Returnal uh, for PS5. And then in the months ahead, I know we get at some point um, Ratchet and Clank. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think Spider-Man Morales is a must-have game, personally. Um, mostly because it's it's cheaper, too. Unless you get the like the deluxe edition with uh, Spider-Man Remastered. But it's still something that you could buy on your PS4. 
So it just surprises me that it is. To be honest with you, if I was, I guess, a non-agnostic gamer where I only had to get one console, at this point in time, I would just simply get, excuse me, a Series X only because, cool, I have all the Xbox One's library for it. And regardless of what anybody says, besides their exclusives, they still have a good library from last generation, uh, specifically Sunset Overdrive. Um, but like... <laughs> That at least not only keeps you busy throughout all of what's coming up, multi-platform releases, but also you can go back for for the Xbox One, Xbox 360, and Xbox Series X. So you have so many games built into Xbox Game Pass. It just surprises me that since Sony doesn't have that establishment, besides obviously PS Now, it I, it's just surprising that it would be still beating Xbox Series X. I mean, I guess we can't say it's beating it. Who knows? Xbox is notorious for not releasing their numbers. But at the same time, it's just... It's a little mind-boggling that it would be the fastest... PS4 had so much more to offer us at this time than PS5 did. I mean, I'm in the same boat where... When this all started, when they released the consoles, and I think Xbox was first, and then PlayStation 5 came out. I didn't know how hard it would be to get the consoles, obviously, but in my mind, I was like, I'm getting a PS5 first. I love exclusives. I love that ecosystem. But as time goes on, I'm like, maybe my first system should be the Series X for exactly what you're saying, or the Series S, rather, for exactly what you're saying, because they just have, maybe not exclusives, but they've got such a huge catalog. Game Pass is fantastic. It's affordable. I could do that. That what's it's called? The uh, all the access, month, the all access thing. Yeah. Yep. There's so many awesome options with that. I don't want to sound like this is a. We all everybody knows that we're not a fanboy podcast for Xbox because you're a PlayStation. I'm Nintendo. Daniel's Xbox, so we could Daniel's. And we have we all three have all the <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's it's not that we're all fanboys for Xbox, but it's just clear to me that they're doing a really good job. Where as I was interested in PlayStation, but. And now I'm like, why would I, what's the reason to get it right now? And for me, there's not really a reason besides having a shiny new new box. Yeah, or an odd alien figure on your, yeah. on your TV mantle, basically. Yeah, that is true. Uh, moving on, guys. Uh, the Days Gone creative director and writer, John Garvin, uh, he made a, a, a little bit of an interesting uh, quote here, and he's no longer, he doesn't work for uh, Sony Bend anymore, but uh, he was making these comments after the fact, I guess. <coughs> uh, but I thought it was very interesting. He says, if you love a game and you want a sequel, you should buy it at effing full price so i i thought about saying the full thing but i didn't i didn't do that uh buy it at effing full price what's interesting here is i actually agree with what he's saying uh he doesn't say it in the most you know nice way or anything like that but i agree because like so many times now i hear from people say oh, I'm looking for this game on Steam sale or I'm looking for this when it goes on sale or I'm waiting for it to go down to $40 or I'm going... All of these things. And it's like, you can't get upset about a game not getting a sequel when you're not buying the game at full price because the at the end of the day, the publisher has to see that the game is successful and the series is successful to fund future games in that series. So I absolutely agree with him here. And... Uh, I do, as, as we talked about last week, Roro, I, I do think it's a shame that the, that Sony didn't let Bend do what they wanted for a sequel to Days Gone. Uh, I, I haven't played Days Gone yet, but I, I know there's some people that love it. Um, it's free for your PS5, for the record. I, yes, I have it. I just haven't played it yet, <laughs> along with a ton of other things. Uh, but yeah, I, what were your uh, impressions from his quote here, Roro? Uh, did you have some thoughts on this yeah i of course like many people on the internet when they heard the quote or read the quote they're like whoa why are you so angry but at the same time you can understand why he he is a little bit upset with with the outcome him being a person that works on the game and sony saying that hey you're not getting a chance to make a sequel to it uh, whatever that may have looked like but i'm i agreed with daniel that i agree with him that you should support the games that you want to support at the full price. Sometimes it gets egregious with some of the prices that certain companies are asking you to pay, like the NBA stuff that we talked about earlier or last year. It's like, why are you hiking up the price? And sometimes they aren't even adding new things to it. 
But in this instance, I, I, I think that the full price uh, point is, is worth it. And uh, I try to do this with indies a lot because I know they, they go on sale uh, sometimes quickly after they release. Sometimes they do a, a, a sale on release day, but I know they go on sale quite often. But I try to support the studios that, that I like, right? So I, I feel like it's not different here. Um, but I can see why people wait on sales for certain games like this because it's it's a first-party game or it's an exclusive game where it's like Sony's got their back. It's fine if I, if I buy it later because Sony will support them if they feel that they want a sequel from them. Um, but it obviously not the not the case here. So I did understand where he was coming from, but I do understand certain players being like, "I'll get it on sale because it's a big game." So why do I need to support it at full price? Yeah, and you were just talking about Game Pass for a row. I, the Game Pass actually like changes this because like Microsoft doesn't necessarily care if people. Obviously, they care if people buy the game at full price, but Microsoft cares if people are subscribed to Game Pass which gives them the ability to tell their developers, hey, create whatever you want because we're just going to put it in Game Pass and everyone's going to have access to it. So you have millions of people that can download it and, and try it out. So that's where Game Pass kind of changes changes this discussion a little bit because you don't have the issue of this sold this many copies, this sold this many copies because it's more about the subscriber base. So that is interesting. Sean, did you have any ideas uh, or thoughts about this? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm like hit or miss on that. Uh, I do understand bargain shopping, I guess, in a sense, uh, where I don't necessarily, if it's a game that I'm not like super hyped up on, I'm only interested in. Maybe it is only something that I I, I want to wait till it's on sale. Maybe it's not something I necessarily care if it gets a sequel. I just want to see the experience and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't that hyped and excited for when Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay came out. Uh, I bought that later down the line of the original Xbox. Uh, was when it was on sale. I remember when I was a kid, and that got a sequel. Not saying that that's like a perfect story to go with, but just the analogy I can kind of think off of my head, but. At the end of the day, that is the game price structure. One, it's cheaper than it's ever been for selling games. Uh, as far as if you look at it through everything with price inflation and all that stuff. But I would also say the issue is, is that online games are, we'll say $60 just to not use this generation of consoles or it's $70. We'll just say $60. But you go to a physical media store like a Best Buy or GameStop, they're $60 as well. That $60 is only a markup for the retailer. As somebody that does wholesale buying in their retail establishment, I know we mark up things at a certain point for the cost that we get and then what we sell to the customers for it. So that's what retailers do. And that's why they pretty much decided on a price band of $59.99 plus tax. Online necessarily doesn't have to do that because all the money can go to the publisher but then they take their fees for however they want to do it. So it's it's a little bit more complicated than I think than just effing buy it <laughs> for it. I think I think you do have to be a little sensitive to the consumer on that. Um I would also say I'm sorry Ben, you were a couple years late after even revealing the game to get on the zombie bandwagon. That was kind of over and done with. I would not say that that's necessarily the great Roll and plus Sony, that's on them too for greenlighting it when they already had a essentially post-apocalyptic zombie game as it was. Granted, they were different, but we always joke about Sony. It's an exclusive. Oh, cool. What is it? Third person? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty pretty obvious that that's kind of how they go. Um, that's saying I, I would have loved a sequel from Days Gone, but at this point, like I just said, it's free right now. So who's to say? It's 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 a first party studio. It, yeah. You just made that Microsoft comparison. I 100% agree with that. I and I I don't know if it 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 I don't know you could you guys could tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't Days Gone do well? Like didn't it sell okay? Or I don't I don't know. believe it did. Okay. Well, it did it did critically okay. No, it didn't. It did bad with critics, but it did well with players, right? I think that's how I it think went it down. did decent with critics. Okay. Um 
I thought players generally liked it more than it's got a 71 on Metacritic. Mm. Uh, um, I don't see the sales, but I don't still, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think yeah. they d- detailed exact numbers, but uh, some people are saying like 5.5 million people, roughly, from like a based on trophies. Uh, people, I guess, figured that out. Okay. I, at the end of the day, I do agree with him. Like, you should buy it at full effing price. But at the same time, I feel like this isn't really on us. It's on Sony that that you guys didn't get the sequel. It's not because players didn't buy it or players didn't yeah. play it. Because I feel like we did. Now. That's exactly <laughs> the game I was going to bring up. I swear to God, I was going to say that. Oh, next. God. <laughs> I was going to say, we got Knack 2. I don't know how well Knack's, Knack was uh, sold, but we, we got a sequel to that. And I don't think Knack 2 did as good as the first one. But it, it, I I don't know. We got sequels to, to worse things before. And I, I feel like Sony is just like, this is not worth it. And I don't think it's the consumer's fault. Yeah. Do yeah, the last I see reported was 114,000 units after the first three days. And it was the 19th best-selling game of its year of release. Hmm. I, I, uh, Roro makes a good point. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't blame the consumers in that one. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But everyone has good points there. Uh, but yes, NAC 2. Why, why did we get NAC 2 but not <laughs> Days Gone 2? <laughs> that's... <I don't> know. <laughs> Uh, guys, Sony has also accidentally revealed something called PlayStation Plus Video Pass on its Polish website. Um, and it's very interesting because there's a couple things here. So Sony is already planning. They had announced a while ago that they were shutting down their TV and movie uh, store on PlayStation uh, in, I believe, like August or something like that. And now there, this service that seems to be adding into PlayStation Plus seems to be adding something video related, which people are, are assuming it's going to be like Sony movies, uh, like old Sony movies included, like Venom was in there and, and like some of their more recent stuff, but not like new releases. Um, so I'm not sure how that works if they're getting rid of their, their, uh, movie and TV store for purchase, but then they're adding this. So that's kind of interesting, I guess. I I guess we'll see how that works. Um, but do we feel like is it, does this improve PlayStation plus, or do we feel like this is just like a, Oh, this is a cool add on. Uh, what do you think? Um, depending on what it is, but I think. You may be right. They were just getting some some movies to enjoy. Um, I think it it, it uh, definitely improves it. Um, I don't really go to either platform for movies at all to even like purchase or anything like that. I, I feel like they have a DVD player. Both of them do anyway. So if I did have a movie, I would just slide it in there. But uh, they're shutting down the storefront now. I don't understand why they're going this route because again i don't go to either of those xbox playstation any of those stores to to grab a movie or to rent or buy or anything like that yeah with netflix and streaming and all that stuff there's those things are going away and i thought it was a good idea to just get rid of it in general but i guess we'll see see what what this is going to be um but i mean if you don't improve it that, that's only more stuff for the people to uh to indulge in but True. we'll see how worth it it is though True. Yeah, I don't need another another video thing to go off of. I have too many services as it is. I yeah, I'm I'm good. And then plus, like I I rented one movie one time from the Sony store, uh, just because I couldn't find it anywhere. It was easy, but like I can understand why they're shutting down. And honestly, if this was leaked on a Polish site, who's to say this is even something coming to uh, the West sure. or anything like that? Because it could be specific to select countries that mm-hmm. don't have access to those streaming services or as at least an abundance of them. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's not something I'm looking forward to. Very true. And actually Sony just, uh, has came to an agreement with Disney for their sh- stuff to appear on Disney plus now. So maybe that could be, that could be, uh, uh just the two Sony movies or just the two Spider-Man movies. Oh, is it just the Spider-Man? I thought it was Spider-Man yeah. and other stuff too. It was supposed to be because Netflix made that huge play last week for uh, Sony stuff, not just Knives Out, but like future Sony stuff as well. Well, 
Okay. Uh, guys, I saw on Twitter, this was just a fun thing here. Uh, I saw on Twitter so, some people talking about Square Enix acquisition, and some people were saying that, like, what if Sony bought them? And I think kind of funny even tweeted out, like, could Sony buy uh, Square Enix? So I thought I'd beg the question here. Do you guys think that Sony would slash could buy Square Enix? I, I know what my thoughts are on this, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this. Uh, Roro, what, what do you think? Um, I don't think uh, Square Enix would want to to do that. Yeah. Um, I that's just where I I come down on it. Could Sony do it? Maybe. Maybe they have the money to do it. I'm sure they could do it. I don't know if Square Enix would would allow that though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel like they have a a good thing going with what the games that they have and the the fan base that they have that they don't they don't need to either. So yeah, I don't I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I would be surprised if this thing is any more but a rumor. Yeah. Um, because let's not forget, like Square Enix or more or less Square Soft is the reason we have a PlayStation to begin with. Um, because of the success of Final Fantasy VII transitioning over the Final Fantasy series to Sony, as opposed to where it used to be always was a Nintendo system. Um, JRPG wise, it makes sense, but Square Enix has evolved so much in the last. 10 years to be not just a west or eastern developer but also a western developer too so i i don't know that's what most of xbox and uh sony or playstation studios are all working at, at one game at a time because they see it normally collapses if they work on multiple projects at once looking at you platinum for scale down uh <laughs> so it's like why would they want a company that Square Enix has multiple projects is in the works because they have multiple teams? Yeah, I mean that's that would be a heavy acquisition, and no offense, they don't have Microsoft money to throw. Yeah, true, and that that was my point. Uh, so I put so essentially in terms of partnership, it makes sense because of like what you were saying, like Square Enix and Sony have such a deep history together. So that part of it makes sense in terms of feasibility. I don't think it's feasible because Sony would likely have to pay more for Square Enix than what Microsoft paid for Bethesda. And Microsoft spent $7 billion on Bethesda. Microsoft is a $2 trillion company which is insane compared to 7 billion. Sony is a 137 billion dollar company, which is astronomically smaller than 2 trillion. And you start doing the math like 7 7 billion out of 137 billion, that's like 5% of like Sony's entire worth. So it doesn't make sense to me that Sony as a company as a whole, not even just their gaming division would back this kind of a deal so yeah in terms of feasibility i don't think it's feasible it's just uh it's definitely something that uh they would work well together i just don't think it would happen i i would say because you brought up the bethesda thing that if you're looking for something that is i guess the equivalent of a bethesda for sony it probably would be square enix though mm -hmm. they have multiple western games multiple rpgs uh, that makes sense to do. It's just like cost effective wise, it is not right. Hell, Square Enix is the ones they're kind of like Capcom, where even if a game sells like seven million, they still don't think it's a success. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> hell, Sony paid what like a, a couple hundred million for uh, Insomniac, like that was a steal of the century, but that's like just a couple hundred million compared to seven billion. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, moving on, guys, into some Xbox news. Xbox Cloud Gaming's limited beta has begun for uh, browsers. So this works on Safari, Chrome, and Edge. And this is uh, going to essentially bring uh, cloud gaming to iPhone and PC. And it also made me think of some more applications as well. Like, I didn't even think of this initially when they announced this, but this this actually means that anyone with a Chromebook will be able to play games now too, because they have Chrome. I never real, I never put that together. I saw somebody post that on Twitter and I was like, duh. Yeah. And Chromebook is literally the like biggest freaking thing in the entire world because 
they're so cheap and all these schools and, and kids all have them. And like, that's such a smart, smart play because you're going to instantly get hundreds of millions of people that, that have access to this, that they can just, you know, stream their games from, from Chrome. So, uh, I thought that was very interesting. Um, and also it, it also like people on PC who may not be able to play like console games. If, if there's a game in console game pass or cloud game pass, and it's not on PC because it's not on the windows store, you can play those games through the cloud streaming on a browser as well, which kind of expands that as well for PC players. So that's very interesting stuff. Um, does, do you guys think that cloud gaming is going to blow up from this uh, in terms of like just the sheer amount of uh, devices that will now be able to do this? Or do you guys think that this is just going to be like a drop in the bucket sort of thing? It's a better foray than Google made with Stadia. I'll say that. But uh, I mean, cool feature. Uh, just just being transparent it's just not something that i see being super successful until especially at least in the states until we get universal broadband networks like installed which i know is part of the infrastructure bill that's in congress or not bill but you know the plan i I just don't foresee cloud gaming being like that unless you're in some sort of city atmosphere with 5g network of plenty yeah i I feel the same way. I I love all these options. Very excited to hopefully someday try it on my phone, on iOS and stuff like that. Um, but even myself, like I, I would love to try it, but I, I at the same time can't see myself using it more than a couple of times and then just going back to what I'm used to. Um, unless it's something, like you said, mind-blowing and I'm like, oh my God, this is the way to play, yeah. which I doubt is going to happen. But having the options and the convenience of it is definitely something that I am, I'm here for, but when I have the other options, then I don't, I don't really need it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's good for like the people you were saying, like the people who have just a Chromebook or just, just a phone and they want to be playing these games, but they can't. I think it's great for, for that. And maybe it can take off in that way where a lot of casual people are getting into games, but for hardcore people, I don't know how much it's going to take off. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you, Ruru. That was what I was going to say. Uh, I It's not going to sway you or I to, to choose that over a console, but it will be interesting to see uh, if it sways like people that didn't have access to that before. So very interesting. Um, guys, Microsoft talked about this for uh, a f- couple months ago, but now they have officially implemented it. Uh, Microsoft has now removed the free-to-play Xbox Live Gold restrictions for 50-plus games, and Party Chat is also now free to use as well. Um, So there's 50-plus games that are included in this. One that I thought that was interesting is Destiny 2, because I thought that the last that I heard, Destiny 2 was still, still required PlayStation Plus on the PlayStation side of things. I may be wrong on that, but I thought that that was still the case. Uh, I don't know. You you may or may not know Roro, but I don't. I haven't played on. I haven't okay. played Destiny on PlayStation in such a long time. Okay, gotcha. uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I thought it was still the case. So I just thought that one was interesting because that was you know a direct comparison. But uh, you also have Warzone and Fortnite and all of those other free to play games. Uh, Rocket League, uh, which is now free to play. All of those are accessible free, so that's very exciting news to finally have all that. So it seems like you can play Destiny without PlayStation Plus, but certain things are require it. Oh, Ooh. so okay. that's weird. So you can't play with other people. Basically, it looks like oh, I like guess. PvP. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So you can't play PvP, but you can play PVE. Exactly. You won't be able to play strikes, raids, crucible. Stuff with other people, basically, but you could do story missions, adventures, public events, gotcha. which include other people. But yeah, okay, interesting. that is interesting. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool to drop that in there, but uh, we can move on because we're a l- we're a little behind. <laughs> uh, 
guys, uh, I'll skip the next one. It's just uh, Discord has reportedly ended their talks with uh, Microsoft and will remain independent. I, I think we're all for that and happy for that. So That's why we started today with Sony stories, because we don't have to suck up the Xbox anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, the next one, I thought this was interesting. Jeff Kaplan has left Blizzard, so uh, he was kind of like one of the one of the big guys at Blizzard uh, for a long time. And Aaron Keller, who is a Blizzard veteran and founding member of the Overwatch team, will step in as game director on Overwatch Two. Um, so, do we? Obviously, this guy, uh, Aaron, has been there for a long time as well. But do we think that Jeff Kaplan leaving is going to have an effect on Overwatch 2? Or do, do we think that uh, Overwatch 2 will be fine at this point um, in, in its development? I feel like it's pretty deep in development already. Like, if they haven't figured out what the direction of Overwatch 2 is at this point, then, like, what the heck have they been doing? <laughs> Yeah, the only thing to worry about is Diablo, but I don't think he had a... From what I was seeing on his accolades, I don't think he had too much of a hand in Diablo. No. And Rod Ferguson's actually heading up Diablo now because he left yeah. Coalition for that. I uh, I think they'll be fine. I think Overwatch 2 will be fine. From the last thing that I saw from it with all they showed off earlier this year at BlizzCon, I guess, or last year, I don't remember... <laughs> but I love what I saw, and I, I'm super excited to to get my hands on it. Um, and I think this guy is just a, a great person to take over with uh, his uh, back background as well. Um, Jeff Kaplan leaving is kind is is still sad in my opinion. I feel when I think of Overwatch, that's who I who comes to my mind immediately. Um, it's kind of I equate it to like Luke Smith with Destiny, where if he were to leave, I would be pretty bummed and be like, oh man, that that sucks. He did such great stuff on Destiny, The Taken King, and everything else that he directed. But I would be still confident in wherever Destiny was going, and I feel the same way here. I'm bummed out that Jeff is leaving, but I'm pretty pretty confident that Overwatch is going to be okay. I apologize for anyone watching live because this is just <laughs> a, a madhouse behind me. My dog will not calm down. So. Uh yeah. Uh moving into the next story guys, a remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is reportedly in the works at Aspire Media. Uh okay. Uh <laughs> if it is an actual remake like a RE2, RE3, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 remake, okay, I'm all for that. However, as Ryan McCaffrey pointed out on Twitter, Aspire Media uh, is most known for the last couple things with uh, that they've done, like uh, Stubbs the Zombie uh, and also Republic Commando, I believe, ports to uh, new consoles. But those were essentially just like copy and paste ports and there was no like re remake or anything. So uh, that has me a little worried about this. Um, I would love to see a remake of this because I never even played Knights of the Old Republic, but it's held in very high esteem by a lot of people. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the developer choice. Roro, what are uh, your your impressions by this? This is actually my first time hearing about it. Oh, but I I don't have any uh, uh connection, I should say, to that game. Yeah. So a remake of it would is great i would be able to experience it for the first time hopefully it'll be better than than what came before it and it will be a remaster yes uh but i am familiar with like the stubs thing that being a quote-unquote remake like you said not not really yeah but uh so that does kind of you know like how how much are they going to improve but at the same time no connection i'll be fine just playing it straight if, even if it's a copy and paste just to to give it a shot but uh yeah, that's that's where I come down on it. Sean, did you ever play Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah, yeah, on the OG Xbox. Uh, this is a it's a very good game. Um, I would also say, isn't this is just a rumor that is reported in the works too? I wouldn't yes. say that it's necessarily yes. going to be something true because, in my mind, there Knights of the Old Republic is a well regarded game uh, from Bioware Bioware's early days. And then second, 
it's Star Wars license. <laughs> They're not just going to give it to whoever. Hmm. Not just mention Star Wars license, Disney license. Disney has been on record saying that any of their licenses that they're going to give out, not just Marvel, but also uh, Star Wars, they're going to be careful with how they do it. They're not just going to give it all willy-nilly to, I guess, an unproven developer uh, for it, even if it's just a remake or a quote-unquote copy and paste. I I would be surprised if this is actually real. I just want to apologize to the chat because I've neglected the chat the entire show (laughs) and uh, realized that Brenty said, good evening, gentlemen, have a great show. And he probably sent that right at the start of the show and I completely missed it. So I apologize. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. It was in between the squeaks. Yes, it was probably. Yeah, you're right, Sean. You're right. Uh, Moving into the last story, uh, I added this one. For no reason at all, guys, as I don't look into the camera suspiciously. I added this one for no reason at all. Scavengers has early access beginning April 28th at 3 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, They just announced that today, officially. Uh, I may may or may not have known that. I can't confirm that or, or deny. I, I don't know. Maybe I already knew that. But uh, I just thought that was an interesting thing to end the news of the week on. And now we can go into the games we are playing. So, guys, I've been playing this game that I can't really talk about. It's uh, it's redacted. I can't talk about it because I signed a non-disclosure agreement. This is completely unrelated to the news of the week, guys. <laughs> this is completely unrelated. So, uh, yeah, I, I played this uh, test that uh, I'm not supposed to talk about, but uh, I'm just going to do some weird teasing. <laughs> uh, and uh, it had some very interesting things in it that has not leaked yet, which I find insane because of the nature of the test. And uh, I hope that uh, this gets shown off very soon because it is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, I can't really say much more than that. But yes, it was uh, it was very, very cool. And um, I'm interested to see if uh, what they showed will end up like turning into something else or like showing up elsewhere. I know that sounds very vague, but I will probably get hunted down if I start specifically saying what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, so uh, that was very interesting. And uh, I also started playing It Takes Two with uh, my girlfriend. We were playing uh, and very good. It is a very good (laughs) game. Uh, It's very insane how good Joseph Fares is and his team at Hazelight because they have so this game is such a story based game but it still has some very cool moments in it where you go into like these areas that have like mini games so like the first one that we did was a, a whack-a-mole like mini game so like one person played the, uh, the, the, the mole underneath and then the other one was trying to whack them with like the hammer and like you got points for how long you stayed above the the uh, the level or whatever above the uh, platform, and like if you got hit, then the uh, the person with the hammer would get points. So like I got destroyed in that. I was playing the mole, and I kept getting <laughs> smacked. I was not good at it at all. But uh, there was a there was another one that uh, had one person down on the ground level with a hammer trying to hammer like these points around the uh, area. And then someone else was throwing throwing uh, uh, nails from the top trying to hit the same points before they got there. And like it was this really cool like cat and mouse thing. And yes, there's so many cool mini games in that already in the humor. I love the humor. Uh, The book of love. He's hilarious. Uh, so yes, it is so good. And, uh, we've been having some fun with that. So I thought that was fun. Uh, so yeah, uh, no, no, no surprises there in my first, uh, first game there. I just was, uh, teasing it very heavily. Maybe we will be able to talk about it soon. Like maybe around April 28th ish. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Uh, Roro, what have you been playing? 
I have been playing uh, actually some 3D All Stars Mario 3D All Stars. So I beat one of them, one of the three that are yeah, in there. I misspoke. <laughs> I, I only beat one. I, I beat Galaxy, and I, I did exactly what you said. I, I dipped into Sunshine, and then and then I went into the other game that I knew was really good. I do love Sunshine. Though. I just haven't beat it yet. But I, I beat Galaxy for the first time. Loved it. Fantastic game. Uh, the 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 motion controls were a little weird. So some getting used to, but I, I felt like it worked just fine on the Switch. Um, so I really enjoyed that, planning to go back to it and get to, there's like some extra world that's out there. Apparently Rosalina's telling me, so I'm going to try and do that as well. So that has been fun. And right now in Destiny 2, um, Guardian Games is happening right now. So it's a little friendly competition between the different classes, Titans, Warlocks, and, and uh, Hunters. Hunters right are winning, now, right? Hunters are demolishing us right now. <laughs> Last year, it was the opposite. Titans were like had their flag all the way up there, and uh, then it was hunters and warlocks. But yeah, hunters are uh, are destroying right now. <laughs> um, but I love the the new uh, the armor set that they got uh, with this season. Uh, it's really just doing bounties right about now, and uh, which is fine. I I don't mind. I like the activities enough to just do the bounties, but. Uh, I hope someday SRL comes back, which is the Sparrow Racing League that was in Destiny 1. Yes. A lot of people have said, have said not to get your hopes up, excluding people at Bungie themselves, but I would love that to return. And the the outfits, the uh, the armor set that they have in Guardian Games is very reminiscent to the Sparrow Racing League armor. So that, that got me a little excited that maybe they're teasing something, but I don't, I don't think I should get my hopes up at all either. But uh, I'm enjoying it, of course. Destiny, more Destiny. Love Destiny. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. <laughs> Destiny. More Destiny. Destiny. More Destiny. <laughs> um, so I beat uh, Bowser's Fury 100% on um, 3D, uh, 3D World. Uh, it was pretty fun. I mean, it, 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 I don't think it should have been the main selling point of the remaster. Just the game itself. It's more like just an added DLC. It, it takes a little bit of time to get all the stars uh especially when you're riding around the uh, whatever you call that thing i can't remember the name of it in Mar- mario but the the lapras basically from pokemon that's the equivalent of it um so that that was a lot of fun i beat the two dlc packs finally from control on the remastered version that came out on the ps5 for ps plus um first one was okay but the Alan Wake one was pretty neat, just like kind of the nods and stuff like that and how they build it in to a completely new sector called the investigative sector. So I thought that was kind of cool how they did it. Um, and there kind of gave a little bit of insight more to into what could possibly be a sequel. Um, I'm Obviously, that was my game of the year when it came out. I'm really hoping that ends up being a sequel, but we'll see what happens in the end. Uh, and the last one was actually, and we've been talking just glowingly on Xbox Game Pass, but uh, Outriders. Uh, that is on an Xbox Game Pass. Played about two and a half hours of it. Got through most of, I think, the beginning of it. Uh, I mean, Daniel, when I was talking to you, it's kind of like a mix of Gears of War and Destiny, in a sense. Hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say it's doing a master of either one at the moment. I think it's cool. I know there was a lot of server issues in the beginning of that uh, game when it launched. My guess is I'd probably have more fun of it if I was playing it with people. I've been playing it solo. Uh, but it is it is very pretty. I will give it that. Uh, but the story is just beyond nonsense. And the cutaways and all that stuff, I, I don't get, like, suddenly the scene will end. With, it'll just, like, suddenly fade to black with, like, your character still talking or somebody's character still talking. I'm just like, well... Why, why are you cutting them off like this? Uh, it didn't make any sense, but I might give it some more go, but I, I honestly doubt it, to be real. So, poor story. So, it is like Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's true, too. Yeah. it's uh, Yeah, I think I told Roro last week, I was like, it's like a poor man's destiny, essentially, is what I looked at it as. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, from what I've seen, the story is kind of, like like you said, Sean. Nonsense. I, the the weird thing that I saw was the transitions that they had from from uh, uh, area to area, where your character would like do a little hop over a, a cliff. Yeah, and it's like a really weird, awkward loading screen that just like, why is this here? <laughs> but uh, yeah, stuff like that. That I was like, I don't know if I even want to jump in right now. Yeah. 
Uh, moving into the topic of the show, guys, the Resident Evil Showcase event happened uh, late last week, I believe. Uh, and they showed a brand new Resident Evil Village trailer, but uh, they also announced a new Resident Evil Village timed time limited demo, which is coming May first. I believe it drops at like eight p.m. our time, uh, May first, and it goes till eight p.m. our time, May second. So you have one day to play this demo. Uh, they had a PlayStation exclusive demo that uh, took place already. That's already happened. Um, but this this is for all platforms, um, and uh, I just wanted to get that info out. But did you guys see the new trailer uh, for Resident Evil Village? Are you guys impressed by it? Did it look good? I saw the new gameplay mm. with, um, I guess, Mrs. X, in a sense, uh, and in first-person mode, I think that's going to be more terrifying than it was in Resident Evil 2 when I borrowed that from you, Daniel. So mm-hmm. very interested to see how that goes <laughs> in the end. Yeah, I, I did see uh, the trailer, or I think I, maybe I'm thinking of a different trailer, but I think I saw the same one that you guys are talking about. Um, and yeah, it looks it looks creepy. I liked all of the, the, the different settings that they had shown off in this trailer. There's like some underground portions, obviously outside, and as well as the mansion that that, that uh, Lady Jimis, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Yeah. I've, I've heard it different. Well, supposedly we're, we're all mispronouncing yeah. it. They haven't they've been like even saying like in the game it'll kind of correct our pronunci- pronunciation of it too i heard uh Brittany brombacher on the the show say jimmistress or something not like how we we were pronouncing it definitely yeah. different but yeah we have to wait until the game comes out to to really know i guess but um yeah it, it looks creepy um i don't know if i'm gonna but i, I love watching from our these games like i don't know if i'm the the audience for it I've I've always been from these experiences, but I love watching other people play it, and I feel like that's where it's gonna what's gonna happen this time too. Yeah, yeah, we all know you're a scaredy cat. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to play it. Uh, I will probably try to check out this demo. It is kind of annoying that you have to play in the one day window that they have. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably try to check that out as well. Um, they also announced that Resident Evil Village is getting a mercenaries mode, which is coming with a shop, weapon customization, and abilities, which is very interesting. I, I think the mercenaries mode is like a, uh, I think it's like wave-based um, enemy. Ever since Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Uh, which I remember playing, I think I remember playing Mercenaries Mode on Resident Evil 5, uh, and I enjoyed it in, in that, but, uh, I don't remember, did, S- 7 didn't have it, right? I don't remember. I, I don't think so, and if it did, it had to be that gold Game of the Year edition type thing with all the DLC and all that stuff, because I never got a chance to play the DLC, even though the, the escape room thing looked really cool, I just never got a chance to play that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this is cool. Uh, obviously, it gives you more chance to kind of interact with the enemies, and uh, with th- what it's sounding like right now, it sounds like there's going to be a wide variety of enemies in Village, like werewolves and zombies and all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be interesting to kind of piece them all together in this wave-based thing. I think that would be cool. Uh, Roro, does that sound too spooky for you? There's some some wave-based uh wave-based enemies coming at you um it doesn't sound too scary to 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 play but i just feel like i can get that experience elsewhere without risking it being too scary (laughs) for me um like with uh what's the other aliens obviously that's probably going to be even more scary than this one but uh the other one the uh the the date not the days gone the uh left for dead people are making oh yes back for blood yeah, uh, that's that's where I'm gonna get delayed now. Yeah, but that's that's probably where I'm gonna get my uh, my wave based shooter sort of fun from stuff, something like that. But it did look cool yeah, for sure. I agree with you, Roro, and I'm sad that that game got delayed. Ugh. <laughs> uh, we also got a new look at Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which is an anime that takes place after Resident Evil Four in the White House. Uh, and that, that is actually coming in July to Netflix, but I actually thought that looked really good. Like it doesn't look, it's not like super like Japanese anime. It's like a, it's more like just CGI anime, which is 
I'm super down for that. That it looks really good. The Leon and Claire uh, character models look really good. Uh, and if it takes place after Resident Evil Four, that's even cooler because I love Resident Evil Four. Uh, so I'm interested. Be to cautious see with Resident Evil animated. Why? There's not really been a good. I mean, I know the last couple Resident Evil movies weren't that good, anyways. But like Vendetta, uh, which was a Resident Evil uh, CGI movie, basically, it's very, very bad. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, so don't. And now it is Netflix and Castlevania is actually a very good show on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but I would still temper expectations because Resident Evil has burned us a lot of times with uh, animated movies. Man. Well, was, I, I was like that. Go ahead, Rara. I was going to ask, Sean, did you just mention Ven, Vendetta as the Resident yeah. Evil one? That's, yeah. That's yeah. The, the yeah. only thing that I've ever seen about the Resident Evil movies is that one gun scene from Vendetta. With- In the airport? I think so, where they're just dodging each other's <laughs> yeah. attacks. And it's like, how? This is ridiculous, but I love it. But this is also ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. so, and I think that actually stars Leon, too. <laughs> yeah. that oh. That's all I know about it. And that actually made me like, maybe I should check this out. But no, I don't I don't think I should. <laughs> no. Well, let's just hope that this is good, then. I, I, I just want to hope that. Uh, just like the new live-action movie coming this fall, I think. I, I'm excited for that as well. Uh, but they also announced a new Dead by Daylight collaboration, uh, which they really didn't talk about much. They kind of just showed, like, there's a weapon charm that they're giving you, and they said that more details would come later. Um, So I'm sure there's going to be... Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure... It would make sense if uh, the the chick... uh, I can't... I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her name. Lady whatever... Uh, <laughs> that's what I'll refer to her as lady, whatever. Uh, I'm assuming she would be like a really cool villain or bad guy for dead by daylight. Wouldn't you? Tyrant. Tyrant. Yeah. Tyrant. It's the most known villain from freaking resident evil. Yeah. Cause nemesis remember is not actually a villain. Well, I, I was just thinking in terms of village, uh, tie in, but yeah, that would uh, be... I guess that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would be cool, but obviously we won't get that information yet. But uh, uh, this last one, I thought that would be pertinent to all of us, uh, and maybe less so Roro because he he hasn't played these. But uh, Resident Evil Four VR has been announced for later this year, and we just learned today, actually, at the uh, Oculus event, that it's only on Quest Two, so it's not even on the original Quest, um, which is very interesting. But uh, I'm actually interested in this. And, like, I'm a purist usually for, like, you know, play it the original way and all of that, unless it's, like, a remake. Um, But Resident Evil 4 and VR sounds terrifying, but also super cool. Uh, And they were even talking about, like, how the briefcase that you have uh, with your inventory in Resident Evil 4, that you would have like an actual briefcase like to store your inventory in and like you open it and sort through it, which sounds super cool and crazy. That's um, what the walking walking dead literally has you anytime you have your inventory, you have to pull up your back. Your, you have to pull your backpack off your back oh, and look through your backpack to look, to get your inventory, whatever you need. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I think this is super cool. Uh, and, like it looks like it almost it looks like it's made for VR like in all in the trailer that they showed off uh i think they said it's coming later this year they haven't really said anything other than that but uh yeah i i'm kind of down for this to go replay resident evil 4 are you are you going to buy this to pl- replay resident evil 4 Sean? uh yes a thousand percent i mean cuz honestly i really enjoyed resident evil 7 in uh VR the only part that stunk was this the second or the third part of Resident Evil 7 which we all know was not the was not the game in the entirety. Once you get on the boat the game changes pretty much and that's not the VR's problem. I was a little bummed that Resident Evil Village is not going to be in PSVR or anything like that at least at this time. Uh so to get some sort of Resident Evil experience, that's awesome. I still have fun when I occasionally play the Walking Dead game. Um it is panic all the time for resources i'm not gonna lie every time i like am just so timid to stab zombies because i want to make sure i have that screwdriver for later because i don't know what else is gonna happen 
but I, I will definitely pick this up on Quest. Uh, Roro, this is definitely going to make you buy a Quest 2, right? You just pre-ordered it. I saw it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. Uh, I, I wanted to ask, though, is yeah. has Resident Evil 4 Remake been announced? No. Is that a thing that they do? And do you think that this erases that or do you think no i feel like they i feel like this is like the 20th version of resident evil 4 at this point like i don't i don't <laughs> think it'll <laughs> i don't think it'll affect the remake and supposedly the remake was having some development issues so um it probably just needs more time uh and this mm-hmm. is maybe like a stopgap for that gotcha Watching watching this and listening to you guys talk about the the Walking Dead game and reaching into your backpack and all that stuff just kind of made me think like man I would like a Last of Us fear game but Ooh. not stories like in that world where you pull up your backpack and do some crafting and walk around the world I, I would like that that would be fun I would enjoy that I feel like that would be terrifying for a road. Yes. Jesus you have I, I love the Last of Us so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> you have like clickers in your face oh my gosh. That's how, like, whenever you're doing the first date in the Walking Dead game, you have to tape your arm. You have yeah. to go like that. And, like, I'm literally just going, like, super, super fast because I'm like, I have to get my gun back. I have to get my gun back. Oh, my gosh. That is terrifying. Um, Was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we close out the show? I got nothing. All right. Well. Uh, then thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. Thank you, Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. Deuces. See you.